and welcome once again to another session of Aftermath and Exandria Story. We've taken quite a long break, um, a hiatus of multiple weeks in a row due to unforeseen circumstances. Um, however, we are now back and we are ready to roll. Literally. So, um, all of that being said, uh, I assume everyone has many questions about where we, uh, where we currently are and where we left off. Yeah, hey, where are we? Um, you all are currently... Uh, we in a hole! <laughs> that is the, yeah, that's the easy answer. That's the short answer to the question. Um, to kind of refresh everyone's memory... You all were attempting to get into the recently invaded Murdoon Mines. Um, realized that the entrance to the Murdoon Mines was um, was caved in. Um, and many of the guards and people on the outside were slaughtered in, quite a, in a somewhat brutal fashion. Um, so you began to look around for another possible way into... The Murdoon Mines. Um, you did find a cavern that led into into the mountainside, um, of which you discovered a very strange dwarf-like figure, a hermit of some sort that was living there. Um, you also discovered and fought, um, and eventually scared off a tribe of kobolds. Um, continued down to what seemed to be an underground river, followed it upstream, and discovered what was the blocked entrance, or one of the blocked passages that led back into the Murdoon Mines. Upon entering the Murdoon Mines, you all uh, came across uh, a group of Dwarven Miners, um, that's Miners, M-I-N-E-R, not M-I-N-O-R. Um, <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. You're welcome. Um, came across a group of Dwarven Miners. Um, they essentially told you that there was some sort of devil, as they put it, that had come through and killed a bunch of people and that they were the only survivors, um, at which point um, Adair uh, volunteered to help take these survivors uh, on the journey back to the nearby city of Western, where all of you began this leg of your journey. So, all of those things being said, um, you all now find yourselves here in kind of one of the uh, one of the central chambers of the mine uh, before leaving the dwarves um, pointed out the mine shaft that the supposed devil had continued into and that is where we are currently at 
any questions about that? Currently, nope. no questions. Okay. So um, you all find yourself in the central chamber. Uh, what would you like to do? Well, I mean, do you guys think that we should go after this devil? Or, uh, I mean, like I said, there's I, I scouted ahead a little bit. There's a lot of holes, and it looks like a lot of kobolds might be able to jump us down the, those alleyways. I mean, down that way. I don't, um, I don't, I don't know what to do from here. I, I mean, Seymour, this is this is kind of your place, so. I refuse, your lead. I will refuse to leave this cave until we find out what's down there, and if it's evil, we kill it. Because it's possible that that, whatever is down there, brutally murdered some of my kinfolk out there. So I'm not going to let this thing go. If it's evil, we're killing it. Well, me and Squeak uh, definitely don't want to be down here, and if killing this thing is going to get us out of here quicker, because we're not going without you... And then, yeah, let's go kill this thing. Yeah, I'm I'm going anywhere Seymour's going, so I'm with you. All right. Does, does anybody need a... We need a rest? Are we good? I mean, everybody ready to go? Like, we... Zero, are you are you mobile right now? Is everybody good to go? Are you do, ready, Mon? Do we remember if uh, we took a short rest anywhere? Like, after that fight we had was it oh, I don't remember actually uh, I don't believe you had um, but um, if I remember correctly you guys were so let me, I'm trying we, I'm thinking back so we didn't even sleep like we, no, you we haven't came slept. in we killed the, the kobolds and the wargs yeah and then we found we found the guy, then we killed the kobolds, and then we went in further. We found the river. We checked the river, and this is where we are. So we haven't rested at all. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't. That. I don't think so. So I could use a, a short rest for arcane recovery if everyone's okay with that. If you guys yeah. want to, if you have any missing health hit points, you can roll some hit dice and stuff. Yeah, I mean, let's, um, I say we, we take a rest, we get prepared, you know, collect ourselves, uh, mend any wounds that we may have, and, and then we trudge forward. Yeah, I could really, uh, I guess I could use a short rest here. All right. All right, arrested is and all right. So a short rest for everyone. I'm gonna use arcane recovery. Uh... 
close. So yes, if you have hit dice that you would like to spend, you're welcome to do so. Let me check here for you, Autumn, and see where you're at. So you're currently at, Autumn, you're currently at 53 out of 65 hit points. Um, would you like to take, would you like to use any of your hit dice here? No, it's fine. Okay. Um, as you complete your um, short rest here, um, Adair is finally, uh, has, and the dwarves have now moved well outside of the range where you can hear them making their way through the tunnels. And you are left here alone in this kind of quiet, somewhat dingy cavern um, due to its proximity to the underwater I mean the underground river there um, you can hear the running water a bit a bit ways down from the direction you came but other than that sound um, just quiet cavern ambiance um, um... I'm assuming they pointed us in the direction of the quote-unquote devil. They did. Um, where you're located at currently, you're in uh, kind of a central chamber um, that that meets is essentially a four-way. So um, you came from the direction that would have been coming from the east. So you guys were walking west into this intersection, and then there are, there's, a, there's a path to the north, a path that continues to the east, path that continues south um, the path south um, you would you would recognize Seymour as being the path that leads back towards um, what is now the collapsed mine entrance so the southern path is an incline yes okay and then they pointed us towards the northern path which would be a decline further into the mines that's correct okay um, can I, or can I hear anything like muttering or, I don't know, candles or, can, I mean, is there any semblance of something going on a little bit further in the, in the direction that they pointed us? Uh, make a perception check. Nope. I don't hear nothing. Yeah. Other than there, there are some torches that have been lit in this central chamber by the dwarves that were that were essentially living in here for uh, most of this day. Um, it just kind of lit the torches, and um, there are a few bedrolls and things strewn about, but other than that, it's quiet. Starting the night off strong with the three, boys. Let's, let's get it. And girls, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'm... Good as I guess I can be. I'm ready if you guys are. Good so far. Zira, how do you feel about approaching this devil? Ain't nothing be as mad as me, man. I like it. I like, like it. 
Ain't nothing gonna be as mad as you or as your man. Like zero. No man. Oh, that's that's my fault. My I apologize. Look, I think what she's trying to say is she's seen some things. Yeah, don't be speaking English now. Uh, what what is English? No, I, I speak common. <laughs> I also speak a bit of gnomish. Me too. Same. I mean, Fang, you barely speak, so let's be honest. <laughs> I speak when necessary. And apparently necessary is almost never. I'm going to show you what be necessary, man. Hey, now let's save it for the devil. All right, let's go. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start walking that way. Okay. Zero. I I didn't mean to tickle your tentacles. I was just I was just messing with you. I apologize. <laughs> all right. So, Seymour, you begin to make your way um, down the northern mine shaft. There, it's on. It's not a very heavy um not a very heavy decline it's just kind of a very slight grade as you begin walking um, is it is it extremely pitch black like as you begin yeah it's not lit um as you as you begin getting starting to walk further away from that central room um there are sconces on the walls but uh the torches in them are not currently lit i'll um i'll lead the way and I'll use dark vision myself, but I'll use one dancing light to like all the way to the back of the, the train so that the back can see and it's kind of producing very dim light over towards us. Okay. Seymour, would, would you like for me to go first? So maybe I can see if there's any traps or something like that in here. Oh, yeah, I guess. Sorry, I'm just kind of... I'm upset. I'm, I really want to see what this is, and my people deserve justice, so I'm ready. No, I understand, mate. I just, I, you know, just want to make sure everybody's safe getting there. Okay, uh, of course. Uh, lead the way. Uh, I'm right behind you, though. All right, I lead the way. As you continue to walk down, um, go ahead and make a perception check for me, Ryder. All right, all right. A perception is a twenty-four. Twenty-four. All right. As you as you walk down, just at the edge of your of the range of your dark vision, as you walk slowly, um, you see kind of um, up here what looks to be. Uh, it looks to be a body um, laying motionless on the ground ahead. In a hushed tone, I tell everyone uh, that there seems to be a body laying up here. It's like laying down. It's not. It doesn't look to be moving. I don't know what it is, but keep your wits about you, mates. And then I slowly move forward to see what it is. Okay. Um, as you begin to move closer to it, um, 
begin to get um, a better view of what is the grisly sight ahead of you. Um, it is a corpse that is laying prostrate on the ground, um, completely covered from head to toe in blood, and the throat just torn. Can I tell what um, race it is? It is uh, it is dwarf. It looks to be one of the uh, one of the miners. Okay. Judging by so the clothes that he's wearing. You may not want to look. It's it's pretty rough. Can I can I tell kind of like? I mean, I've seen animal attacks and stuff like that before. Can I tell what kind of? ruin this thing make an investigation check alright alright I'm pretty good at that uh, 25 25 um, as you kind of examine it a little bit um It, uh, it definitely looks like um, I, I don't know if jagged is the right word but something that that is that was sharp enough to that was sharp enough to pierce and then was able was strong enough to then completely rip the throat out from that point okay I will relay that information to the rest of the party. Seymour's unhappy, and he's keeping quiet, but you can kind of feel the, the brood. You don't normally get that from Seymour, but he's he's upset. Seymour, I, I, I don't, I don't know what you're feeling right now. I, I can't possibly know what you're feeling, but I do know that we need to keep our wits about us. And I just, that's that's all I need to say is I just, we need to keep our wits about us, and I don't want you to, to get, to get one track, to get tunnel vision and just go charging into the next thing that moves. I don't think that you will, I just... I mean, I'm, I'm worried about everybody here. I want us all to make it out of here. And I... You know, we haven't known each other that long, and... I've never seen you this upset before, so I don't know what to expect. And I don't like when I don't know what to expect. I hope that doesn't offend you. Seymour looks up and stares at Ryder right in his eyes kind of pulls him down a little bit so he can get closer and he says that's my secret Ryder I've always got my wits about me and I keep moving I see what you did there alright alright
Alright, um, would you guys like to, uh, to continue, uh, down the mineshaft here? Yes, I would. Yes. Alright. So after examining this gruesome sight, you can, you all continue to walk forward, um, are you all taking your time to remain stealthy, or are you just continuing forward at a moderate pace, or how, how do you guys want to proceed? I would suggest we do it stealthily, but I suggest we do everything stealthily. Yeah, I agree. Stealthy is the way to go. All right. Yes, I'd like to be stealthy. Alright, in that case, let me have everybody make a stealth check, please. Parker, who would you like to designate to make your check for you? I designated Alex. Okay. Well... But it seems he's not there. He's he is not. currently unavailable, so... You had one job, Alex. <laughs> I'll roll a d20 for you. Just let me know the number you rolled. Okay, for Parker, I rolled a 19, which okay. is good. All right. So, 20. And I didn't roll well for myself, though. What would you roll for Seymour? Uh, Seymour, uh, the total is an 8. Okay. No. It's a 7. It's a 7. <laughs> Alright. Everyone else? I rolled a 28. Okay. 12. Uh, 15. Alright. And... I don't know what Bozik's stealth stat is. It's minus one. So, um, you all begin, begin to make your way forward, um, this tunnel kind of slowly, um, sure-footedly, and as you, as you do continue forward and downward just a bit, um, you begin to hear, um, a somewhat, a somewhat familiar sound, um, from up ahead, if I can figure out where I put it, there it is. As you continue through the cave, you begin to hear the faint sound of water ahead as well. Kind of mixing with the dull ambiance that the cave gives off. Does it sound like running water or stagnant? It sounds like uh, it sounds like a like a moving like in moving it. water. Um, it sounds it sounds like moving water, possibly like a stream or a, or a small river of some sort. It doesn't sound like something's playing in water. It sounds like a move. Okay. okay. continue to move forward um, 
to your left side, you see another mine shaft that breaks off to the left and about 30 feet down looks like has been caved in um, and about 10 feet into this mine shaft you see another body of another miner this one looks to be uh, possibly gnomish um, that has been mutilated in a very similar fashion to the previous one recognize these bodies in any way the dwarven one or the gnomish one uh make a history check uh history 22 22 there don't seem to be anyone that you know um this seems these seem to be just workers or miners folks who've come out here just to um just to make a living for themselves or their family uh, but no one you know personally we don't find anything on them besides tattered clothing and like just the a... tattered clothing and and some some mining implements nearby. Um, from what you can tell, it looks like just judging by the way that they're the, the way that they're positioned, um, it looks like they were taken off guard. Um, whatever happened here happened very quickly and without warning. And it's the it's the same kind of attack marks as the previous. Yeah, I was going to ask the same. Yes, it's mutilated very similarly to the way things were mutilated outside of the cave entrance, um, as well as the as well as the dwarven corpse that you found. Um, you continue walking forward. To the right, another body, this one dwarven. You continue down, you see two more bodies. This one, these uh, gnomish, looks to be a man and a woman. All of the corpses in the same condition nearly covered in blood, throats essentially torn from their body. Um, the sound of the running, this. sound of the running waters becoming clearer as you, it seems like you're beginning to approach what seems to be another underground tributary of some sort. At, at all of these um, bodies, have there been does it seem like this is where the attack happened like is there a lot of blood everywhere around these bodies yeah they're or, i mean within close proximity yeah they're they're covered in blood and there is quite a lot of blood surrounding the area as well uh, where it as i said it looks like they were left where they fell um seems they were taken by surprise um, happened very very quickly um, and very unexpectedly Does it look like there is holes in the wall that would be like an entrance or like exit area for the creature? Uh, make a perception check or, yeah, a perception check. Also, 
uh, upon I guess inspecting the body, are there any like 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 leftover? Uh, I want to say animal parts, but like something indicating what 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 is attacking. Like, like is there uh, some fur, or is there claws, or any any like chips of anything? Make an investigation what, check. But maybe left in any of the wounds or anything. Different type of perception. Blood, Nineteen. Okay. Um, other than just the the various mine shafts and things like that, it looks like um, a lot of the mine shafts in this area. There's some that kind of break off to the left and right, um, but most of them have been have been collapsed in. Um, and Seymour, you know this fairly well that like once a mine shaft has been depleted and they're they determine that they can't get anything else out of the mine shaft, they they just collapse it so that so that it's not so that the breathing air that's coming in to the mine isn't occupying more space than it has to um, in case things like this happen where the entrance to the mine is closed off for one reason or another they want to be able to keep as much breathing air in here and keep it as effective as possible um, so most of the useless mine shafts are, are collapsed in on themselves and you see every now and then a, col a collapsed mine shaft to the right or to the left um, it looks like this this specific shaft has been being mined for quite a while. Um, but no, you don't see you don't see any holes or um, anything that would resemble something coming in and out through some sort of entrance or exit. Twenty for investigation for any sort of sort of like remains or. Uh... Um, something for the animal you look a little bit closer and kind of use your um, kind of use your dancing light to kind of kind of light the body and try to look around for any sort of um, any sort of remains or evidence left by um, whatever being caused this um, unfortunately it just looks like it was it was just very clean and very quick um, and whatever caused it didn't really leave much behind. It was way of, it was way of residue or anything of that nature. I say clean. Clean isn't really the word. Um, just very quick. Yeah. Um, it, regardless, it was still very brutal murders. It didn't leave anything behind in the bodies, but did it leave any tracks? Uh, go ahead and make I'll say this would be a survival check oh natural one as you kind of as you're, you kind of begin to look down near the near the is now blackened dirt and blackened stone around where these bodies lie. Just, it's been a little while since you've seen a, since you've seen bodies brutalized to this extent. It's, it's, it's not that you've not seen things of this intensity. It's just been a little while, so it takes a little bit to get acclimated to, and just due to that, kind of throws off your senses a bit as you 
getting kind of reacclimated to the sight of this kind of brutality. Even still, I, uh, I feign, you know, looking around and, and seeing what I can find just, you know, to, to keep up my image. Of course. Well, guys, whatever's in here is brutal, as we can all see. So just, like Ryder said, keep your wits about you and keep your head on a swivel. I'm going to keep my head tucked in a little bit. Thanks, though. That'll work. I, I also... The mushroom on my back is also glowing with light. Just FYI. Okay. You all continue down, and you've noticed as you've walked that the, the tunnel has actually begun to kind of curve. Um, to your right a bit and you're now kind of walking in a bit of a bit of an eastward direction um, as you begin as you walk now in this eastward direction the tunnel actually goes into a fork and splits into a left tunnel and a right tunnel Are there, um, like any tracks of any kind that lead one way or the other? Make like a survival check. Or actual, oh god, I'm so great at those. Well, it's not too bad, I don't guess. Survival is, uh, 17. 17? Um, as you kind of examine the area around where the bodies were left um, you see um, there's there's one spot um, where the blood looks like there's a single just outside of the blood looks like there is a single footprint of what looks to be a, a humanoid barefoot footprint just a single one just outside of where one of the blood puddles is, but that's all you see. It's just that single footprint facing facing the direction that leads further down the tunnel. Which tunnel was that? Uh, well, it was a bit earlier on when you had discovered some of these bodies, so you're not quite sure if it's a if it would be to the left or right of this fork. Okay. Are there any traps in the left or right fork? Uh. I'll let you check them both if you like. Okay, do I need to make two separate rolls or yeah, one roll? It would be it would be two separate rolls, uh, one roll for each. Okay. Which way should we go, guys? So the, was that investigation? Uh, in this case, it would be perception. Okay, so a twenty-six and okay. a twenty-three. Okay. Um, Left and right. That was the order I'd picked in my head. Neither of them seem to be trapped, but as you kind of give them a good look, you realize that as you kind of look down, you see what looks to be a um, a very faint torchlight um, a bit further down the tunnel. And as you look down both tunnels, you realize that both of these tunnels are actually leading into the same room. 
Oh, okay then. Uh, well, everybody, it it seems as though these two tunnels lead to the same room. Um, Seymour, do you know where this might be in this tunnel? Would I recognize this at all, or is this... Um, when you were here, uh, you weren't led down quite this far in, the, in this shaft. Um, you were taken to some of the to some of the areas where most of the lodging is and things like that, which would have been down the eastern tunnel, or sorry, the western tunnel, not the eastern tunnel. Um, but you were not led down into the actual into the actual mining project, which is seems to be where you're heading heading now. I relay that information. All right. We could we could uh, split up maybe. Oh, some go left, some go right. Maybe we can go around and meet and see what's in the next room if y'all want, or we can just stick together in one tunnel. We might be stronger that way. I, man, I just what if it's not the same tunnel? Like what if it's not the same room? I said, you know, it just I mean, look, and I, I pointed out to him, like, look, you see the torchlights? I mean, it kind of looks like it's the same torchlight. And it looks like it's the same room, but I mean, it it could just be, you know, an optical illusion. Maybe. I don't know, I, I can't see too good, but I mean, I... Uh, well, I guess in that case, we just stick together. Let's take the left tunnel. Sound, sounds good to me. begin to uh, head down the left tunnel there um, and as you do you now see um, that this whole area this whole section kind of begins to open into uh, what seems to be a larger area of the of the mining tunnel um, the what looked to be a fork from your perspective in the in the tunnel was actually just um, was actually just a very large central pillar and as you kind of walk around that, you see that there's another tunnel that kind of meets in between, and then another large pillar and another tunnel that meets in between those. And then as you look down, you now see that there are um, two wooden bridges um, that proceed from, that are connected to these paths that you are on, um, and running beneath them is what looks to be um, a very similar, if not the same, uh, running tributary. Um, that is that is running probably a good 10, 15 feet below these wooden bridges um, that have been set up to cross. And just on the other side of the wooden bridge that would be to the left from your perspective. Um, you see a very faintly burning, not not quite out, but um, but going out sconce, uh, just letting off a very dim light that's very eerily illuminating the the area around you. Um, I'll go ahead and give everybody an idea of what that is going to look like.
Snowm, and here just at um, just as you approach the bridge, you see once again another corpse there, lying just at the just where the bridge meets this side of the this side of the river. Um, that is once again mutilated in very similar fashion to the previous ones. My little fox crashed. Give me a moment. No worries. <laughs> Is everyone else seeing that okay? Uh, Derek, Alex, Ryan, Crystal? Yep. Yep. Yeah, so far so good. Let me know once you get once you get that set up, Andy. Uh, I'm I'm back on roll twenty. I mean, we can keep going. It's it's almost done loading. Okay. All right. So, um, so you guys kind of enter this area with the very faint, the very faint torchlight there coming from the other end of the bridge. Um, is there anything you all would like to do in here? I am just going to stick close to wherever the light is because I can't see in the dark. Got light on. Yeah, Bozek has light on his uh, mushroom, and I'll have a dancing light out just back there in the back, the very back of the party. Then I'll probably stick. I'll probably be close to. Uh... Break, I can't talk. Bozek. How much light are you giving off currently, Bozik? Uh, let me see. It is, uh, 20 foot bright, 20 foot dim, so 40 total. As you're 
kind of in this area you see some mining implements strewn about the ground you see some uh you all kind of look at where the at what you can see at least from your current perspective you do see um some blood spots and things on the other side of the bridge um kind of over here um but what's interesting about these blood spots is um, you don't see the accompanying corpses. Seems like we're getting close. We need to not break formation. Make sure we're watching our backs and our lefts and our rights. I think this thing could come from anywhere. It's very stealthy and brutal. You get to be in the back of not not because I'm at all because uh, you know I've got a back, so maybe stay in the back. I didn't yep. catch any of that there, uh, Alex. That was very robotic. Being a robot. Was it really? So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just maybe I should stay in the back, just because, you know, big show. Okay. Yeah, we heard that. Okay. Alright, what are you all doing? Well, I mean, I'll go first to check for traps and... I'm a little bit sneakier than everybody else, I imagine. No offense to everyone else, but I'll uh, I'll, I'll move first. We'll see where we go from there. Yeah, I'm gonna stay on this side while he kind of moves forward and just keep my eyes peeled and not necessarily prepare a spell, but get ready if something happens. Okay. Um, you're welcome to proceed forward um, a bit here uh, across the bridge if you so desire there, Ryder. All right, here goes nothing. And I, I do want to check the bridge and everything for traps as we're moving forward. Okay. Um, go ahead and make a perception check for me, please. All right, all right. It's a ten. Ten. Bridge doesn't seem to be trapped in any way. All right, then I just want to move like across the bridge over here. All right. Stealthily. Okay. As you cross the bridge, nothing happens. It's clear. Now, standing on this side of the bridge, you can see very clearly um, beneath your feet, kind of where you're standing, um, there is another um, blackened area there on the ground where um, a lot of
lot of blood was spilled. Um, but you also see the trail of blood leading off towards uh, one of the further shafts off to your off in this direction here. Um, as though the corpse was dragged in that direction. I motion everybody to follow me, and then when they all get across the bridge, I'll tell them, I'll show them the blood and point in the, that it looks like they're going, it looks like they've been dragged that way, so if I had to guess, I'm not the best tracker thing. Fine, this may be your area of expertise, but it looks like they're headed that way. Perhaps. Um... Uh, I'll, I'll see what I can do. I'm uh, only slightly discouraged with myself um, not being able to find anything earlier, so I'm, I'm going to take a look around. All right. What are you looking for? Anything mainly on the ground, any sort of tracks, any trail, <clears throat> any scuffing, something. Okay. Um, just as a reminder, as it yeah. has been as it has been two weeks. Um, in your shifted form, I believe you gain advantage to perception. One of your perception. I your gain. Perception. I think uh, when shifted, I gain advantage on wisdom checks. Yeah, which is perception. Perception, yeah. Yeah. Well, most things I have, um, most things I have expertise in. Does it affect that at all? I mean, it's yeah, advantage, advantage. Which you can roll twice. Oh, <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, it has been two weeks. <laughs> um, I appreciate that. Um, then I, I, I shift um, to take a, take a look around, hide my senses. All right, so all of you are crossing the bridge here. I'm a big boy. Do I think that I can make it across the bridge? Yeah. 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 It looks like a sturdy enough bridge. I mean, it was able to hold okay. everybody else. Right. It's it's a sturdily built okay, wooden okay, bridge. Okay. No issues there. Um. All right. So. Go ahead and roll a survival check for me, Fang. As you guys watch, um, as Fang begins to kind of look around, all of a sudden you see um, you see the features become a little bit more angular. You see the eyes all begin to glow, almost not necessarily glow, but they kind of have that that cat-like gleam in them, that cat in a dark room kind of gleam where it's catching the back of the eye kind of thing. Whereas he kind of looks in your direction, it's a little bit unsettling. The very that very faint cat-like glow to the eyes um, as he begins to shift and is more anim into his an more animalistic form. Did I say a survival check or did I say a perception check? I don't remember. He said survival, but they're the he same to me. Okay. okay. Is survival based on wisdom? I don't remember. I wanted to give you the yeah, advantage on whichever one. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, I rolled a 17. With advantage? 
With advantage, unfortunately, my second roll wasn't high enough. Okay. All right. Um, so as you kind of take a moment to listen and kind of smell the air, and, and you can smell a very faint hint of that almost metallic smell that you recognize to be somewhat fresh blood you as you smell that your senses begin to heighten even more and you're able to kind of it's it, it, it kind of comes to you as a bit of a um, almost a bit of a revelation you, all of a sudden you're like might know what did this. Go ahead and make a history check for me, please, Fang. Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen. Has that smell and the... And thinking back to the how the bodies looked... This is something you've seen before. This is something that's reminiscent of some sort of um, either a vampire or possibly a creature that is that operates similarly to a vampire. Chupacabra. Chupacabras exist in D and D, so I wouldn't even play. Yeah. Get wrecked. No, don't don't even play. Do mm. um. Had I noticed that any of the bodies seemed to have been drained well, of blood? Well, one thing, blood one thing that you do know, one thing that you do know um, about vampires is um, generally um, the older the vampire. Well, I'll tell you what. Go ahead and make a. Let's do this. Let me have you make. Turn to the side. So make another make. No, you already you you made it high enough. You made a high enough history check. Um, you know that older vampires tend to be cleaner killers. Uh, and judging by that, these kills, these kills were not very clean. Awesome, new fresh turns. 
you you know what this is? I have a hunch. This could possibly be the spawn of vampire. Spawn. So a young, some a young vampire. Young indeed. See the mess. Wait, so you mean to tell me the creatures that turn into bats and fly and have fangs and can't eat garlic bread? That's what we're about to fight. I thought those things were not real. I thought that was just like a bedtime story to make your kids go to sleep. Like, if you don't go to bed, the vampire's gonna come in and suck your blood. <laughs> those things are real. Well, firstly, those are awful parents. Secondly, not everything in the story is fake. You be a talking cat, man. <laughs> and you sling tentacles. Yeah, but I ain't be doubting the, the vampires. I have read about them in the history books. I mean, I didn't say that I was like... Okay, I am a bit shocked, but I mean, come on. It's like saying... I don't, I don't know. Hush. Leave me alone. Alright, so... I'm, I'm with you, Ryder. I've never heard of this. Let's see, I can... I'm gonna send you a message. Yeah, I've never heard of this, but... I'm gonna send you a message of things you know about vampires here, uh, Ryan. Okay. Alex, I, um... In all honesty, no joking, yeah. heard absolutely nothing you said. <laughs> Yeah. It's like every time you talk. You really do sound like a robot or like your light comes on and there's nothing coming out of your thing. Like that is no joke. It's like uh, when you turn a YouTube video to point five speed, that's how it sounds while you're really talking right now. <laughs> yeah. You think it has something to do with the 47 tabs he has open? Probably. <laughs> Top, and I only have I have three things open on Jake's probably Wi-Fi got right yeah, now. he's probably got uh he's probably got a wife on Netflix or something currently. No. She's not even here. He's got a baby on Netflix. <laughs> oh man. Hey, Doc McStuffins will do it, man. Almost done, guys. I'm I'm sending I'm sending Ryan the information that he knows about vampires so that he can so that he can help y'all figure out uh, what y'all are doing. Vampires. Yes. Coincidentally, I have always wanted to play a vampire in D and D. But like, be a good version of a vampire, you know, like Blade, but without the. <laughs> I don't know what without. Basically, blade. All right. So these are the things I've you know. If you have, vampire. if you have any more questions about things you know, uh, just ask me in that message, and I'll answer them in that message. All right. If you have any more questions about that topic, because this is something you would know from your 
from your background and your your history and just your knowledge in general you would this is literally vampires are literally the kind of thing that you're trained to hunt and kill so it's you you would true, know plenty true. of things about them perfect noted Yeah, just so you can answer all of uh, all of all of Ryder's crazy inquiries about vampires. Right, right, right. So, anyways, where were we? Continuing. Well, I think Ryder, you're pretty stealthy. If you want, I guess I could try to make you invisible. Let's see if I can do that, actually. Maybe you don't. Let's not waste the spell. We might need it for something else later. Alright, well. Invisibility. Can't. What? Again, 100% honesty. You sound like a robot. You sound oh, like a robot in slow motion. I literally, I can't take you seriously. Every <laughs> single time you talk, I lose my mind. He's <laughs> not a poor, poor guy. He needs to restart his computer or something. Anyways, well, we can, I guess we follow the blood trail? Is that how this works? I, I'm not a hunter. Yeah, uh, Ryan, how, not Ryan. Oh, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> It's Geralt. You're Ryan. It's not Geralt. It's Fang. Hey, uh, Fang. How do we catch a vampire exactly? Not exactly something easy to catch. First, we have to continue tracking it down. And uh, as I'm talking, I'm, I'm just kind of scanning the ground to see if I can find anything wooden, any kind of any kind of plank or whatever, firewood. <laughs> uh, there's some. I mean, there's plenty of wood around, like wood used to. There's like some spare planks used to like repair the the minecart tracks. Um, there are some larger poles used to use as like braces and things for tunnels. And there's like some spare ones kind of laying off to the side. Um, That's good. Um, as I'm talking, I, I make my way over to some of just loose pieces of timber and whatnot as I'm picking them up. And uh, kind of lift it up as I start to kind of break it as a piece by piece as I can. And uh, say, anyone experienced in making any uh, steaks? Hmm. Well, I've grilled a few steaks in my day. <laughs> Wolf plank, or, or what do you what do you mean? I uh, as I'm, I'm break, like breaking the part, you know, the pieces and whatnot. I'd like to like try to break one a piece of wood that's close enough to a steak as I can get. Um, and hand it to uh, hand it to Seymour. Oh, this a steak? Well, why didn't you right. say so? 
No, I can't use this. I'm sorry. It's too. It's way too heavy. I like. I'll break. I'll break like a uh, like a small splinter off of it. <laughs> to... Like a like a prison shank. <laughs> it's a tiny prison shank. <laughs> now this is more my style. And I, I do the same. Um, break as much as I can. You you know use my use my sword where I where I can to kind of carve it or whatever um, to make as many stakes as I can. Kind of hand them out to people. Okay. What, what is what is this for? This will be something we'll need. Uh, the myths that uh, Ryder mentioned do have some truth to them. Is there anything else that might help us against things? You don't have to. You don't have to go through it. I just, if you could, if you were to tell the group all of your knowledge. Well, there's not many things that they're very weak to. The garlic bit, that's that's part of the story. The mirror bit, that's true. They can turn into bats. But apart from stakes and silvered weapons, not much there can help them help us out. Gotcha. Well, it, uh, it's now or never. Let's do this. Agreed. if you would actually know that. I was going to remind you one more thing, but I don't think that's something you would actually know. Nope. It's not. Your so call. Continue on. Alright. Oh, I would have given you that bit if you'd have rolled maybe higher on the, on the check. Yeah, probably. I tried so hard. It's okay, though. You got a good bit of information, so. Oh... Follow Fang and Ryder's lead as we follow the blood trail. Okay. I'm True. Heading blood up trail in, is pretty much all we've had to go on. Heading up in this direction. And we do it stealthily. Okay. Indeed. All right. Uh, let me have everybody make a stealth check then. I'd, I'd like to add, uh, add a spell to that. You want to do add your pass without a trace? I would indeed. Okay. Everybody okay. gets to add 10 to their stealth roll. Thank you. Indeed. 21. 21, okay. 25 for me. Alright. Tw 21. 29! And Fang? 31. 31? Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he was going to roll higher stealth than the, than the rogue and the ranger. He rolled higher than the rogue, but not the ranger. That's because the rogue rolled a 2. <laughs> uh, I rolled a 19 natural for Parker. Okay. Are you rolling for her? Okay. I mean, I didn't know. No, it's fine. back two seconds. Let's see. That is a for her. 
Plus one. So it's a 30 total. Nice. I wish I was rolling four, I would have beat her too. All right. So we'll go ahead and have Ryder begin to lead the way in this direction. Seymour and Fang close behind, and the rest of you guys. Parker's sticking close to Bozik due to the lighting. way as you kind of walk through this area and kind of follow this trail of blood um, you walk into what looks like just a small open um, small open cavern there let's put you over here you guys here back. welcome back I'm just, I'm always want, I always want to be in the back. So you guys kind of walk in there. Um, did I? Are we positioning ourselves? walk in um, let me have uh, let me have uh, Fang and Ryder both make perception checks remember you do have advantage on these uh, Fang as you are still shifted sounds good oh god oh, nat 20 ho oh, oh. natural 23 20. do I get advantage that nice little spin ahead uh, he has advantage because he's a shifter. Are you a shifter? No. I'm a cat. And Close. I, I have, like, expertise on it. Um, so, uh, with that natural 20, as you, as you both kind of walk in here and you begin to smell now that that strong metallic smell of the blood and the, the trail on the ground becomes a lot stronger and in this air in this area you feel like the air around you almost feels almost feels thicker in this area and you, you look around but you don't see a body and then all of a sudden you think That's when you look up, and above you, hanging from the ceiling, you see this lurching form 
keeps looking back at you. What would be up from their perspective, but looking down at you from yours. And you just see a row of sharp, jagged teeth as you are now looking at what is a vampire spawn. Um, and as you look up at it, you just hear this very faint and uh, I'm going to go ahead and roll initiative okay did it, uh, nice. did it see me or roll yes. well, it's, it's looking straight at you um, it was going to have it was going to have an ambush round but your natural 20 let you notice it so nice. it did not get the does surprise my, round on you does my patch without a trace come into play at all no. He they knew you were there well before you had cast that. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's not good. I can okay, smell I really far. Um, so let's go ahead and have everybody roll for initiative. Let me go ahead and get our Where is it at? Where's it at? Adventure this week's initiative counter is brought to you by Geico. Fifteen <laughs> percent. Where did the geckos go? Two minutes could save you fifteen percent. This this entrance is like yeah, I can't see anything in the rest of the room. <laughs> oh god. tracker for you guys um, it's got initiatives from last time on it but we can just replace them with your current role I don't see anything on the turn order at the moment really it's blank it's blank for me yeah okay well I'll go ahead and add should be on the turn tracker now. I like that it looks like a skinny Nido King Pokemon. Crap, it's another one of those rounds where I've disturbed the monster. Nice. Hey, you, you kept it from ambushing us, so that's good. That's true. Oh. <laughs> Alright, what'd you roll for initiative? Oh, uh, who's rolling initiative for you, Parker? Alex. Alex. Does Alex exist? Hello? Yeah, I rolled a six. Okay, six total. Yeah. I'm 16 for Seymour, if you could put that in for me. Okay. 16. 6. 
a six for Parker or a six for you, Bozik? No, I I roll six for for I don't know what her initiative it's, uh, bonus is. It's a one. Okay. Well, I rolled a six, so add whatever I need. You need. Okay, so she's a seven total. Okay. Oh, who did we lose? Parker. Oh. She didn't like her initiative roll. <laughs> Okay, go ahead and roll for this guy. Oof. Oof. Yeah, that's an oof. He still goes first. At least he doesn't get a whole round on you guys, though. It's true. Holy crap. Also, you make the determination, Russ. Um, my shifting lasts for one minute. Um, and, you know, I'm not sure exactly how long we've cast it before this. So. Mm, I'll keep track of it. Okay, thank you. Alrighty. I'm going to go ahead and add the round tracker. Which roll twenty would let us just hide the names at the bottom? Like, I don't know why it needs them. All right. I don't need to know who I'm playing with. Exactly. Okay. We're gonna learn our voices. That music is very loud. Let me turn it down a little bit. Okay, so, starting with this vampire spawn here. Um, it is going to drop down from the ceiling um, and attempt to make a... An attempt to do its two attacks against you there, Fang. Um, the first of which is going to be the bite attack. Um, that is a 14 to hit. Miss. Okay. The second attack as he swings out with the as he swings out with now you see are the the sharp claws on the fingers. Um that's going to miss too. That's a nine. Really poor rolls. Um, so it is going to it's going to just hang out right there. And that's going to end its turn. 
uh, rider, it is you. Do you see this? Mm. As you see this creature drop down, kind of this hunched form, um, what looks to be have, have at some point previous to whatever form it is in now had possibly been a humanoid of some sort, maybe human, maybe elf. You're not quite sure, um, but is extremely disfigured and disformed at this point where the mouth is the lips are drawn back and all you see are just the very sharp uh, very sharp large teeth probably each tooth probably a good inch long just very sharp razor like teeth um, the eyes and just kind of this pale yellow these sharp pointed ears um, and this, this long kind of lanky arms with with elongated fingers that end in a clawed tip stands about five and a half feet tall is this the size of the room like is this it are these all walls like the left to see more and right above me like you can you not here? see yeah, the that's all. Over here? Yeah, that's all wall up there. Okay. There are. Can you see like what the lighting is allowing you to see? Like the path yes. to your south there. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. So yeah, those um, are the only exits from this room currently. What I want to do is, can I can I squeeze behind and like fit over here? Yeah. Squeeze behind him and get there. And then I want to pull out. I want to pull out my short bow because one of my party members is engaged with him, so I should get sneak attack on this, huh? If he's in combat with someone else at range. So one of the things that I'm noticing now is for you to squeeze by Fang, you would have to go through his space, um, which was it? Wouldn't should it's not an issue to go through it but you would get he would get an opportunity attack against you because you'd be entering and then leaving his melee range okay then I shan't do that okay I will just stay here and shoot him from here that'll work uh, and that is gonna be a 15 15 to hit. Okay. Um, 15 just hits. Cool. I have to get all of the D6s. And 13 points of damage. All right. Then I'm trying to see if my fancy footwork, if it's any attack on a creature or if it's a melee attack on a creature. Let me do notice as you, as, um, as the arrow strikes this, the, the spawn, uh, it kind of catches the shoulder and kind of cuts a, a faint gash, but it doesn't it doesn't appear to be deal to suffer as much damage from 
the attack as you had hoped. All right, and then I will just, uh, I guess I'll just hold my spot where I'm at. And that's going to be my turn. Okay. Seymour, that brings us to you. Hmm. Alright. Um. So, yeah, so it looks like, I mean, this is a pretty small room. Um. And this is like a big pillar, like right next to Zira, it looks like. Yes. I can't see past it. Yes. Does it go all the way to the ceiling? And how high is the ceiling? Yes, it goes all the way to the ceiling. It's a little bit lower in this room. Um, ceiling's about um, about 15 to 20 feet, depending on where you're at. Um, okay. This, this uh, spawn was hanging from the tallest point in the ceiling, um, which was probably right at about 20 feet. All right. I'll, um... Hmm. All right, yeah, so Seymour will go ahead and pull out um, a feather from a falcon out of his component's pouch, and he'll hold it in his hand and mutter some arcane words and he'll begin to fly and I want to go ahead and fly as high up to the ceiling as I can without actually like hitting the ceiling uh, and just I'll spend my action getting into position um, and then I'll just hold it there I'm concentrating on this spell okay alright is that your turn that's my action um, I don't have any bonus actions, so yeah. So I'm just gonna get 15 or 20 feet up in the air. Okay, you're about 15 feet up where you're at right now. Uh, right. Probably a little bit less than that, um, just due to the fact that the ceiling is at 15 feet, so you'd be a little bit under that. Okay. If there's a portion of the ceiling that is up a little bit higher, I'll try to go there. But okay. it would not, be over a bit. Of, it would be up. It would be above where the Kind of above him. Yeah, where the spawn is currently. Alright, I'll fly kind of in like, that general yeah, right direction. There would be... See if I can get like 15-ish feet in the air. Mm -hmm. That's that's going to end my turn. Okay. Uh, Zero, that brings us to you. Um, I'm going to use Lightning Lure and try to zap him. Alright. Uh, so he has to make a, D4, a DC 14 strength save, yes? Yeah. And does that deal any damage? I don't think it does. I think it's just a yank. Um, he takes lightning damage if he's within five feet of me. Let's see. Okay, so if you pull him, he takes damage. I see. Okay. Ooh, let's see. Uh, 
Nope. That's a 16. He rolled a 13. <laughs> oh. Yep. I know. Bad times. Alright. Um, so unfortunately, uh, as you um, lash out with the lightning, uh, it kind of... You see it kind of begin to like get pulled and kind of slides towards you, but as it does, it kind of rears back and kind of... You see it kind of hisses out towards you as it yanks free of this um, of this spell that you cast in its direction. Um, was that your action? Um, it's a cantrip. That's all I wanted to do this turn. Okay. Alrighty then. Okay, that brings us to Fang. Alright, I ready up. Um, I, with both hands, grab my silver sword from my back. And, uh, as a bonus action, I cast Hunter's Mark <clears throat> on the beast. And, uh, it did, it did get hit, right? I believe, uh, Ryder hit it with an arrow? Yes. Cool. So what I do is I slash two-handed with my silver sword. Do you have a silver sword? I do. One for monsters and one for people. I thought you didn't have a silver sword yet. I thought you Indeed. were working on getting one silvered. I bought one, didn't I? I don't remember. <laughs> I bought one. It sent me back a good like thousand gold, if I'm not mistaken. But I bought one. I was gonna have the one I had silvered, but yeah, one remade already. Ah, uh, okay. So I ended up just buying it. Okay, gotcha. All right. Yeah, I just wanted to check and make sure. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Beans. Cool. Cool beans. Um, so I make a, I make a, a two-minute slashing attack. All right, go ahead and roll for your attack, please. That's an 18 to hit. 18 hits. Okay. Uh, I got a few more dice to roll. Uh, 15 damage. 15 points of damage. Right. Um, and then I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and make a second attack. Okay. As you, as you swing out with the sword and you kind of carve up through it, um, you feel, you feel the silver kind of just kind of almost like pass through the body or not like pass through but you feel it, it it's not there's not a lot of um uh, not a lot of resistance to the silver blade as it as it tears through the flesh of the creature and as it does you can like you can see the wound that's caused like looks like it's beginning to like to like burn away at the flesh of this creature um as it does you hear it just kind of cry out <laughs> as it takes the damage from the from the silvered blade the wound almost begins to all to sort of glow as it as you do so 
go ahead and roll for your second attack. <laughs> it's a uh, 15 to hit. A 15 will not hit. Okay. All right. Then it's uh, then it's my turn. Okay. That brings us to Parker. Uh, Parker, you are not currently in the room um, where this fight is happening. Um, it's a room kind of off to the. I don't know if you can see it uh, from your phone. No. Um, but it's uh, it's kind of in a smaller little little cavern offshoot um, from where you're at right now. Um, if you wanted to spend your movement to get there, um, you can. You're close enough to be able to get there from where you're at. Is there um, any light in the room? Like, would I be able to see if I went in? Bozek probably still... Well, Bozek's also not in there, so... Yeah, you probably wouldn't be able to see there anything if you went in light. there. Your dancing light was concentration, though. You're flying now. Nope. Dancing light's not concentration? I thought it was. It is not. Oh. Okay. Well, there would be a faint dancing light in there, then somewhere. Where would it be at? Like, right here? Yeah. In the vicinity. I had one at the back of the party, so I guess... I guess since since I didn't technically say I moved it in, it would be with Parker. Okay. Because that's where, you know... Gotcha. So, yeah, unfortunately, there wouldn't be... There wouldn't be any light in there for you currently. Okay, since there's not currently any light, I would just like to ready an attack with my scimitar and just stay where I'm at. Okay. And that ends my turn. All right, uh, what's the trigger for your attack? I don't... Uh, if you get close. Yeah, if I see something that isn't one of my party members move towards me, I okay. can slash it. All I right. can slash that thing. Alright, um, that brings us to Bozek's turn. Alright. Um, the spores around me begin to swirl and get agitated as, as I'm shaking my, my shell. Uh, and then I'm going to grab Parker by the shoulder and say, Come on, let's get in there! And... Uh, grab her arm with her and move I guess it would be half speed into the room and then if she could be like right there behind me right under where Zira is at Let's see yeah she'll be able to go like right here okay um so yeah alright and that'll be my turn Okay. Interesting question there. I wonder, I mean, I'm not trying to, like, give us any disadvantages, but does him assisting her in movement break the readied attack? I'm going to like rule no. Attack? I'm going to rule no, um, just because I don't know, I don't know what the answer would be within the rule set. So yeah. as of right now, I'm ruling no, but if I do research on it later and figure out that that's wrong, then it'll change at that point. But as of right oh, now, no. I was just curious, you know. I didn't, I hadn't ever encountered that. As of, as of right now, I don't, I don't believe it does. Tight. I don't think so. Uh, so that brings us to the end of that round. Um, back to the top of the round is the 
vampire spawn. Um, and as it inhales, it starts choking on my spores. In a, in a moment, yes. Um, but first, it inhales. Um, Parker, as you and as you and uh, and Bozek move into the room, um, you hear something on the ground behind you, and you turn and look, and you see another of these vampires spawn, which you hadn't seen the previous one, so this one kind of immediately takes you off guard. Um, but due to you having a ready attack, you will get an attack against it as it drops in behind you. Oh, heck yeah. Slash it. Slash. Big heck and slash. <laughs> That's a new attack name. Big heck and slash. <laughs> oh, wait. You can't roll. No, we're, we're getting there. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead and roll an attack for me, Alex. Roll a d20. Okay. Oh, which weapon is this going to be? Uh, do you... Have a preference. Scimitar. She said oh, scimitar. scimitar. Scimitar, that's right. Okay. Is that a D eight, D six? Which one? You gotta roll an attack oh, first. Yeah, it's a seventeen. Send that. Oh wait, hold on, I get stuff adding my attack. Yeah, add your attack so it would be a twenty two total, that'll hit. Um the damage is uh D six. A D six plus two. Plus two. Right, I was gonna and add it in my brain. I'm just with is a a d4 yes all right so i rolled a one on the d6 and a two on the d4 okay so that would be five total damage um yeah actually brings up an interesting dilemma would I be able to use my extra attack as well? Yes. Well, that's not what I'm trying to figure out right now. What I'm trying to figure out right now is whether or not we determined if your Changeling Scimitar was a magical weapon. I mean, I'm assuming since it can change forms, it's magical, right? Or is that not a... I mean, I don't know anything about the weapon. I'm just... Let me see if I wrote it in the in the weapon card. Right, right, two seconds. Let me see if I put it in the weapon card here. Where's it at? Ryan, you back yet? It's been two seconds. It does require attunement, so due to that fact, I will say that it is a that it does count as a magical weapon. Um, okay, so what does that mean? Stuff. Is it for you? Damage to it. <laughs> Yeehaw. Wait, right. so does that mean any of the weapons I change it into would do damage to it? Yeah. It's, yes. Yeah. Oh, sick. It's considered magical. This is cool. So it was five points. Yeah. Which is... Okay. I was trying to do maths in my brain. Okay. The second one misses. Second attack misses, okay. Um, he did plus five. I rolled a natural one, it missed. <laughs> it missed. 
Oof. That's a big heck and miss. Oof, that's a big heck yeah. and miss right there. <laughs> Alright, that brings us to Ryder. It's my turn. Sort of. Um, do I, sort of, do I see the one that Parker's shoot? Can you hidden? see it on your screen? Like a leg and an arm. Then you can see a leg and an arm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to, what do I want to do? Okay, seeing as how they've got this situation cornered, I want to, I can move through my own people's squares, right? Uh, usually you can move through people's squares if there's space, like, if there's, like, open squares around them. Um, but if you're trying to move through this hallway right here that's got Zira and Parker in it, that'll probably take you an acrobatics check to get through there. Because it's, it's just a bit of a tight squeeze. <laughs> Well, let's freaking do it then. Alright, go ahead and roll an acrobatic check. That's cocked. That is... 18. Okay, that's enough. You can get through there. Okay, because I want to get... What is this? 5, 15. Can I get around him? Like, behind him? Where are you wanting to go? Here. You want to go here? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Back. Thank you for waiting. We, we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> you guys are so nice. Um, I, I want to go here, and then I want to stab him with my rapier. Okay, you'll get advantage due to the flank. Cool. Cool. That is a another 15. You'll get sneak attack due to the advantage. Did a 15 hit? A 15 just hits, I believe. Yes. It did a minute hits. ago, just double yes. checking. Yes, 15 just hits. So that is... 15 just hits. It didn't hit for Ryan. Either. <laughs> yeah. 15 didn't hit for Ryan? Did he roll a 15? Yeah. What did he roll a... That was my... That was my second attack. Second attack, you rolled a 15. And you said it just I must misses. have heard... I must have heard a different number. Well, I guess you sneezed and just, missed. No, just roll roll damage for that attack, Ryan. Okay. 16. 16 points of damage. Okay. Um, your rapier is not magical in any way, is that correct? No. It's okay. magical <laughs> to me. <laughs> <laughs> And then, oh, Do I still have five this guy movement? totally did not. Did my vampires attack? No, they did. All they didn't. I haven't damaged them yet. They never. They haven't inhaled. They've been holding their breath, man. They don't need to attack. Oof. Skip them. Okay. Um. So this one that dropped down that rolled a natural twenty on you, Parker, for the, for the bite attack. Um, Not my total. What? Yeah. <laughs> Getting hurt. Got my total for you. 
So that is going to be... Oh my goodness. Uh, you take... What? Why'd you make that? You take eight points of piercing damage. Plus ten points of necrotic damage. Um, oh my gosh. And you, oh, your maximum health yeah. goes down by ten. Oof. What? <laughs> That's a sucky. How much damage did she take? Uh, it was... 18. Yeah, 18 total. Um, 10 of it was necrotic. She loses 10 maximum hit points. I'm big mad. Um, I'm mad mad. So you are at... She's so mad, she just multi-classed into Barbarian. Um, and then... <laughs> 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Okay. Uh, 14 points of damage, Russ. 14 points of damage. That's not including That's not including hun the Hunter's Mark, right? That's that's with Hunter's Mark. That's a Hunter's, D10 Hunter's, Hunter's Mark is only once per turn. It only applies to one attack per turn. Hunter's Mark... Um... I'm, as I'm reading, I don't see anything. It says until spell as you deal a one d six extra damage to the target when you hit it with an extra weapon. When you hit it with a weapon attack, I know that. Um, yeah, it's, my I'm Colossus pretty sure it's Slayer once is per once turn. per turn. I'm pretty Colossus sure you're at the one d eight per turn. I'm pretty sure your Hunter's Mark is also once per turn. It deals I mean, that extra d six of damage once per turn. Uh, I don't read it anywhere in the description. I'm pretty sure. Okay, nope, well, I was I was wrong, it applies every time. Okay. I know that Colossus Slayer, my extra my one D eight is once per turn. Um when it when when a weapon hits but Okay. okay um so yeah, so it was fourteen points? Yeah. Okay. Um, anyways, continuing. Use the other attack. That one's not gonna hit. This other, uh, this other spawn is still attacking you, Fang. Um, that is gonna hit. It's a 22 to hit. I'll roll the other one as yeah. well. That one's not gonna hit. So the bite attack hits. Um, and is going to deal. Uh, five points of piercing damage and eight points of necrotic damage and you lose eight maximum hit points. And it loses three regular hit points. So five and eight, was it? Yes. And you lose eight maximum hit points. Actually, not three. Seven. Sorry. 
Okay, so uh, I'm, I've, in, I've encountered an interesting situation. Um, because of my shift, I had um, seven temp hit points that just got whittled down, and that leaves me at 29 hit points, uh, with my maximum dropping down to 28. Is that something that you rule um, that passes, or do I also drop in an extra? Well, did you take all of the damage 20... that it dealt to you? To your yeah, regular it was hit the total of, total of 13. Um, total of 13 damage. So seven, and then six off of my total uh, actual hit points. It was eight off of so your total hit points. Eight off of my eight off, eight off of my maximum. Yes, eight off of your maximum. So yeah, then apply that first. And that eight also applies to your your hit points as well. Right. So what I'm saying is, what? It's okay. So what, starting out. Were you adding? Oh, I know what happened. You added the temp hit points in the wrong spot. That's what happened. How many temporary hit points was it? Seven? It was seven. Yeah, I was okay. at 35. I was full. There. Is 35 your maximum hit points normally? Yes. So I had 35 and then I had seven extra. So I, I, took, I took the seven off of the temp spot. And I took the rest of the six damage off of my hit points that were in the main box. Oh, I see. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I lowered the hit point maximum by eight. So yeah, you can't be higher than you can't be higher than your maximum hit points. So if you would be higher than your maximum hit points, you just go to whatever your maximum hit points are. Cool. So an extra extra one point of damage. Essentially. All right. That's what I want to know. So your maximum hit points are what right now? It was dropped by. They're normally thirty-five. <laughs> it was dropped by eight. Yeah. Okay, so that puts your maximum hit points at 27. Okay. And your current hit points at 27. Noted. And we'll put a note here that denotes what your maximum hit points usually are. That way we don't lose track. Things can get a little weird with vampire damage, so. Right. Okay. But yes, as it bites into you, you feel you begin to feel. And what's interesting is you don't necessarily feel it like necessarily drawing blood from you, but you can feel like the actual life force, like being pulled from your body as it kind of like bites down on your shoulder. Um, you feel like your life force kind of being drained through the wound. Um, so that brings us to. Sorry about all that. Ryder, were we still on your turn? Uh, no, I said I did the 16 points of damage. And then I just want to be like, Oi! Look at me! Look at me! And then that's it. Okay. That brings us to Seymour. Seymour's... I, I'm sorry. I'm, I did want to do one more thing. Oh, okay. Sure. Go for it. I wanted to... I had five more feet of movement. So I did want to back up five feet. Are you going to take an attack of opportunity? He can certainly try. He's going to. 
Natural 20. And now he can't hit me because uh, they can't hit me with attack of opportunities because I attacked him. So, I wasted his thing. Yay! <laughs> I mean, that's the second natural 20 I've gotten on vampire spawns this evening, so... True. Silly, and silly it you. Was all for naught. Silly you. <laughs> it's just gonna keep happening. Alright. Um, so anyway, Seymour, now it is your turn. Seymour is flying in the air close to the ceiling. Um, getting a, a layout of the battlefield. Seeing his friends take damage. He's not happy. So, um... He is, uh, he's just gonna go ahead and... Oh crap, I forgot to mark this. Yeah, he's gonna hold out his hand and, and speak in arcane language, um, and a frigid blue beam of white light is going to streak towards the creature kind of right below me, uh, and I'll cast Ray of Frost towards him. Okay. Yeah, um, so 23 to hit. That'll hit. Okay, he'll take 11 points of cold damage, and his speed is reduced by 10 feet. Okay. Until the start of my next turn. Alrighty. Is that the end of your turn? Uh, as a bonus action, I'll move in my dancing light in the hallway. Here? Like further in, yeah. Kind of. Okay. Yeah, right there is fine. Alrighty. Uh, Zero. Uh, I would like to use Toll the Dead on the dude in front of Seymour. Alright. That is a wisdom save, yes? Yes. And what's the DC? 14? Yes. Natural 19. Ah. Uh, Sorry. No. Can I summon my tentacles, my bonus? Yeah. Alright, it's gonna get serious now. Oh, <laughs> uh, can I put it between Bozik and the, the um thing? Absolutely. Thank you. There it is. I think it attacks as soon as you it spawn it. It does there, attack right? as soon as you spawn it, so you can roll an attack for it. Lucky 17. 17 to hit? Yeah. That'll hit. Roll for damage. Eight. Eight points. And what kind of damage is this? It's wet technical damage. <laughs> Cold or lightning damage? You choose. Let's do lightning. Okay. Lightning damage it is. Excellent. Uh, that brings. Did you want to move anywhere? No. Okay. Uh, that brings us to Fang. Okay. Again, I'm going to 
Um, still slash away two-handed with my silver sword. All right. That's a 17 to hit. That'll hit. Um, it's 16 points of damage. 16? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and my second attack is, is not going to hit. That is a uh, 11. And 11 does not hit. And it's my turn. Alright, that brings us to Parker. All right, Parker, you currently have a uh, vampire spawn within melee range of you. Parker, did we lose you? Yeah, say that again. You cur It's your turn. You currently have a vampire spawn within melee range of you. Uh... Flash it again. I rolled a nine. Nine plus what? I don't do the adding, I just do the rolling. A nine plus five. Say plus five. So fourteen. It's a fourteen. Which is going to miss. Shoot. Uh roll for the extra attack. I rolled a six. <laughs> miss. Big heck and miss. Big ol' heck and miss. <laughs> Parker's too angry. She's trying to rage. She's not a barbarian. <laughs> not angry enough. Alright. I totally forgot about that. Cool beans. I'm gonna die. Cool beans. Alright. Um... <laughs> It'll be fine. Have all my power stripped from me and die. Quite fine. likely. Uh, Bozek, you're up. Alright, I'm going to cast Bless on Zira, Fang, and Seymour. So you get a date D4 to attacks and saving throws. Thank you. And that will end my turn. Okay. Why me, though? Many thanks. Saving Take throws, that's mind. why. That brings us to the top of the third round. And also, Bozak loves you. I feel blessed. <laughs> okay. Um, Ryder, as you, uh, as you've just backed away from this other creature, um, you hear a similar hissing, growling sound again coming from above you, and drops down next to you another vampire spawn because of course there is do I have time to say something I mean it's not your turn but I mean sure okay. oh there's a third one <laughs> okay and that brings us to the turns of our vampire spawns um alright uh, so this is going to be a bite attack and a claw attack against you rider bite attack 
Natural 20. Get, get, get out. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oof. Ryan, oh you're boy. only allowed to play over at his house now because he's a liar. Okay. So this is gonna be the the death of Ryder. It's gonna be uh, eleven points of piercing damage. And eight points of necrotic damage. No, I'm sorry. 16 points of necrotic damage. And you lose 16 Ooh. points of your maximum HP. Ooh. 16. So I don't... I missed, I'm, I missed the... I'm, I'm very confused as to how I do that. So first you just subtract the, all the damage like you normally would. Okay. Um, then on your... 16 and 8, right? Yes. So 32 total. Or, I'm sorry, 24 total, not 32, 24. Um, then, for your maximum hit points, um, you're reducing that by 16. So you would go into your character sheet. And you're at 39 right now. Um, so, whatever that is, so that would put you at... I'll put you at 23, 23 maximum hit points. So we'll do 23 and then parentheses 39. There you go. And that's where you're currently at. Ouchie freaking bibbles. And now he's going to do the claw attack against you. That one's going to miss. That's a natural four. Okay, um, that brings us to the vampire spawn that is currently attacking uh, Parker. That's going to be a bite attack and a claw attack. Um, the bite attack is going to be a 22 to hit. Uh, which I believe does hit you. Yes. Um so that's going to be seven points of piercing damage. And seven points of necrotic damage. So 14 points total. I think I am not doing well. Someone didn't want to use hit dice before the battle. And you lose seven maximum hit points, which puts you at... Again? Yeah, every necrotic attack. Oh, I bet they they suck our life force with their healing, too. Oh, my gosh. Run away! Okay, and now the claw attack against you, Parker, is a natural two. That's not going to hit. Uh, against you, Fang, the bite attack is a 12 to hit. I believe that misses. Indeed. The claw attack is going to be a 
over 20, so that hits. Um, yep. So that's going to deal... Uh, instead of dealing damage, uh, he is going to choose to grapple you. So you are now considered grappled. You cannot move. You are considered restrained. Um, you cannot move from your space currently. And then this down here. he chokes on my spores again. How much Eight damage times. is that? Eight. Eight points of damage? Okay. He coughs exactly eight times. <laughs> I'll have to make a I'll have to make a check to keep be um get, get be free grapple. Uh on your turn, yes. Takes an action, I think. Got you. Um so that ends our vampire spawns turns, I believe. Yes it do. That brings us to Ryder. Few housekeeping questions. Sure. One, does Ryder, Ryder has heard before that sunlight hurts vampires, right? Whether it was a story, whether it's actually true or not, that is something Ryder has heard before, correct? Make a history check. Nineteen. Yes. Ryder has heard stories about sunlight hurting vampires. Okay. Now, also, the other question that I have is that in my inventory, I have that I have the coin. You do. I'm glad you thought of that. I was looking at it before the, fa before the battle. Is it a bonus action or an action to flip said coin? This coin... Um, you can use an action to flip the coin in the air. If it lands on the sun... Blah, You're talking blah, blah. about Kimpton's coin, yes? Yes. It's an action. Okay. What I want to do is... And then, does it say the radius on there? I'm trying to see. On it just Kimpton's says the daylight coin. spell upon itself. Yeah, so it's whatever the radius of the daylight spell is. Does anybody happen to know what the radius I of the daylight spell is? Do you know what the radius of the daylight spell is? Because what is it? I did not prepare it. That's why. Uh, it is once I find it. It's it like is sixty feet. Sixty feet. Yeah. Sixty okay. foot radius. Rain. So this is uh, this is rather going out with a bang. Oh. Um, I want to. Uh, I want to flip the coin. 50-50, yo. Okay. I want to flip it. That's my that's my action. I right. want to flip it. Okay. So, and um... But before I flip it, I want to memorize exactly where the bridge is. Okay. Um... So... This is... Essentially a d20 roll. Um... 10 and below is darkness 20 and below 11 to 20 is daylight here we go it is a 13 <laughs> alright 60 foot bright 60 foot dim so 
as you remember off the top of your head, oh, I have this. And then you pull the coin out of your pocket and it kind of catches a faint bit of the light and shimmers there for a brief second. Here it goes. And you flip the coin into the air and, the, and time almost stands still as the coin just almost lingers in the air and the, the breath kind of leaves your lungs almost as you watch it. You watch it kind of hit the ground. Ting, ting, ting. And all of a sudden, you just see this huge bright blast of light just all of a sudden shoot out from the coin and completely illuminates the, the room around you. Um, it blinds you for a split second and you just hear these piercing high screech hisses coming from nearby um, and as you begin to kind of acclimate to the light you turn and look and in front of you and Parker there are just piles of ash I did a thing guys I did a thing oh man uh oh, somebody got excited. She said she had to go. Oh, okay. And then, um, being excited, I want to um, eat a good berry or a good shroom. There we go. <laughs> That's your bonus what action. Is it 1d4? It's a d4. Yeah. I got healed. Four points. Four points. Go ahead and add that to your hit point total. <laughs> Dude, I was looking at the... I was literally looking at that before we went in there. I was like, oh man, I don't have this in my inventory. I already use it. I forgot so that I gave that's... it to you. Yay! <laughs> awesome. a risky move, though. Yeah. No, it, it, well, that's why... Honestly, that's why I wanted to know where the bridge was. So that way, right. if I cast darkness, I can just dash <laughs> to the bridge and just hope that I hit it yeah. in the water. 50-50, yo. Uh, that's my turn. I'm gonna stand pat for a second, just <laughs> basking in the sunlight. Okay. All right. Um, Seymour. That brings us to you, and you hear, for coming from the other room, these loud screeches, and as you kind of look over, you just see this... This, these bright beams of light kind of coming in through the through the tunnel there to to the side of you. Uh, is the one below me still alive or? He is still alive. He's still alive. Okay, yep. so the other two have been. Poofed. You don't know, I don't think. Uh, I just heard the screams. You just yeah. heard the screeches. But it sounded like two screeches. It sounded like screeches. You're not sure how many. Well. <laughs> Um, in that case, I will go ahead and, is that a wall right behind this boy below me? Here? Yeah. Yes, that's a wall. I'll, I'll, I'm going to try it, but I don't know if it's going to work, but I'm going to take out a tiny ball of bat guano and sulfur, crush it in my hand point downward at him towards the wall trying to avoid uh, Fang as I cast Fireball. Where are, you, where are you putting it? 
I want to put it on the wall behind him. Okay, so Fireball has a 30-foot radius. Right. So it would hit both <laughs> you and Fang. Well, I'm at I'm also 20 feet in the air. Zero. You're 20 feet in the air, but yeah, it's going to reach. Think it might right? Not hit Timor, or well, it's it thirty feet. Hit it wouldn't hit. It wouldn't hit you. It wouldn't hit you, but it would hit Fang. Yeah, it'd probably hit the rest of us it'll, too. It'll brush but, your. I it'll mean, brush your got, toesies. If I put it at the wall. Oh. Yeah. Even if you put it at the wall. Because if you but look at on, on the wall throat. here, on. on the wall here, he's ten feet out, and I so is Bozik. Bozik's also ten feet out, coming from the wall. And that's coming from actually further back in the wall than the, where the wall actually is. So, and it would likely hit Zira as well because she's within, she's in fifteen feet. Because you're getting just half of the fireball, so it would be fifteen yeah. feet. Everything fifteen feet from the wall would be would be scorchified. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um. <laughs> I knew I knew it was not a great idea because this is such a tiny room. But I wanted I don't have like any spell slots. <laughs> Do it. Do it. You can cast things at a higher level. You can cast some of your lower level spells at a higher level. Yeah, that's true. If you still if you only have higher level spell slots left. Yeah. I only have one third level though. That's the problem. But I'll go ahead and. Um... Yeah. Oh, man. I don't have that. I, I can't do that. While we're waiting, Russ, I, I took damage, I think, in the last one from being grappled and whatnot. One night. You didn't, you didn't take damage. He chose to grapple you instead of dealing damage to you. Okay. I'll, uh, I'm gonna, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna cast Ray of Frost again. At third level? Or it's no, a cantrip. It's a cantrip oh, okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Uh, over twenty. All right. How much damage? Eight points of damage. Eight points of damage. Cold damage. Okay. Looking pretty rough. Zero. That brings us to you. Uh, I would like to attempt to toll the dead. Okay. That's a saving throw of 14. Wisdom? Yes. Ooh. Rolled a 9. Let's see. <gasps> Hold on. I'm checking. That is a failure. So, Zira. Yeah? How do you want to do this? Punch him with my tentacle. <laughs> punch him. Punch him. Nothing is more fitting. Falcon punch. So the tentacle, the tentacle lashes or... out. The tentacle <laughs> lashes out and kind of like smacks the vampire in the face as it does kind of, kind of looks back and like, and like screeches at the tentacle. At which point, all of a sudden, you just hear a, a very low and resounding. When you just see it go. And just kind of begin to fizzle into. Let me check. 
I was just checking to make sure these guys didn't do misty things. These guys do not do misty things. Um, just fizzles all of a sudden and just becomes a pile of ash there on the ground as that, that low resonating bell hum kind of, you hear it kind of echo through the cavern around you until finally there is silence and a sizzling pile of vampire ash at your feet. And we're going to go ahead and take about a 10-minute break. We'll be back at 9. Alrighty. Cool beans? Alrighty. Cool, cool beans. beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. So, jumping back in where we left off, um, as you all are kind of left here, kind of breathing heavily at the at the fight and the somewhat dangerous considerations that some of you were making to be able to get rid of these vampires in a quick in a quick manner. <laughs> Derek, <laughs> uh, but. Despite that, um, the vampires were defeated due to the use of a very, um, I'd say convenient coin, but, you know, what, what, what is convenience? It's super convenient and I love it. Magic. <laughs> it's convenience. <laughs> That's fair, I guess. So. Those things being said, you all are kind of left standing over the piles of ash um, amidst the, once again, ambient noises of the of the cavern around you and the noise of the, the river uh, passing beneath the bridges there, uh, not too far from you all as well. Seymour will float down and uh, stop concentrating on the fly spell. Uh, guys, what happened to those ones in the hallway? I just heard screeches. Who's that? Ryder, is, is that you out there? Mate, I used a coin. As you go and look out, you see now, just coming from a spot on the ground, just this, like, blinding like i mean it's like looking into the sun it's this blinding wow. light coming from that coming from a spot on the ground oh the coin yeah yeah i remember fang said that it was you know some of the things are true and i used i used the coin and uh this is what happened i knew that the coin was magical but man that's incredible yeah, nice job. Right, thanks. Good thinking. You did good talking, Catman. Thanks, crazy lady. Anytime. I'd like to, um, in my, just my spare time, uh, 
reach down and collect a vial of um, ash from the beasts. Okay. Uh, do you have a vial with which you can fill? Do you have an alchemist kit? I have an herbalism kit. I don't believe it. I guess I might not have that. Maybe I have a free pouch. Got a, okay. we'll, we'll say you've got a small pouch that you could use that you would normally use for like herbalism ingredients. Um, right. So just mark in your. You just wanted to collect one. Yeah. All right. So just mark in your uh, inventory that you have a pouch of vampire dust. Any weight to it? Not really. Okay. It's very ash-like. True. Quite almost weightless. Point zero one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll I guess go ahead and summon all of my dancing lights. Make sure that we're alone. Um, welcome back. Hello. You're a vamp you're a vampire now. Yep. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> no, you're a no, we actually we actually just came back from break. Um, the fight ended successfully. Though things did get a little hairy there towards the end. Uh, mm -hmm. does anybody want to fill her in on how the how they were handled? Was she here for that? I don't remember. You know, you, you remember the coin that we had? Yeah, 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 that you, I saw that. If, okay, you saw that? Okay. Yeah. And then Zira punched the last one in the face with their tentacle, and that's how it died. Yep. Wow. That was pretty cool. So, yeah. Good stuff. Hey, Fink, what you, what you doing with all that? Never know when you might need some monster materials. Monster materials for what? Potions, spells, various uses. I can relate. Tap my component's pouch. Huh. Nice. And I like tap my herbalism kit. I look at Stang in an odd fashion. <laughs> Zero kind of makes a shooting face. Zero pats her tentacle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it's icky. Like high fiving. That's Did a you guys notice sound, that? Uh... <laughs> Russ had the tentacle massaging Fang's face most of the, the fight. Yeah, I saw that. It was glorious. He liked it. <laughs> You'll get no argument from me. <laughs> he's been he's been long for companionship. I've been away from Fleet too long. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> That's a big other... yikes right there. A big ol' yikes. Like exits, entrances. There's two ways into this little room that we're in. You're welcome to explore. I, if you I think I should desire. Get... Sorry, sorry. Go You're good. 
were you gonna oh, say? No, I, did, I didn't want to say anything. Sorry, I was <laughs> thinking out was... loud and accidentally <laughs> hit the button. <laughs> okay, um, I'm just gonna do go ahead and just do a once over of the whole room, and uh, kind of go out into the hallways, I guess, and just a general check to see if I can find anything valuable. Um, any anything arcane in nature, and then maybe cast a just uh, a uh, detect magic. Okay. Do you have a slot for it? Uh, I would cast it ritually. Gotcha. I do have a slot for it. Okay. Yes, it's a first level. I have first level. Okay. So are you doing ritual or are you doing slot cast? I will cast it ritually because I do okay. not have it prepared. So I'll, it'll take gotcha. ten minutes okay. to cast detect magic, and then I'll do an investigation if I can of the room and maybe the hallways to see if I can find anything magic okay. or arcane in nature. Alright. Alright, uh, go ahead and make an investigation check. Alright. Investigation. That is, uh, 17. Seventeen? And detect magic is a 30-foot range around me. I know that's 10 minutes from now, but as I walk through the room and then down the hallways, that's 30 feet from me, I'll be able to detect anything. Any pings? Okay. Um, as you begin to walk, um, as you begin to walk through the area, you do get, you do get a faint ping um, coming from Hmm. Guys, there seems to be something magical over here. I'll try to draw some attention my way, and then I'll walk that direction to see if I can find what is giving off that magical. Uh, I will uh, follow Seymour. seeing if I can get any uh, mushrooms to take hold and grow in the remains. Just intrigued. Okay. In the remains of what? In the ashes. Just the ash piles. See if I can get mushrooms to grow in those piles. There's there's also one that's not ash. Not if there's, the vampires ash. are all ash. Oh, I thought yeah. the one that the zero's tentacle punched. It crumb. It also crumbled oh, into ash as yeah. it died. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Sorry, what were y'all doing? I lost track. It's all good. Uh, my investigation, I found something magical over here. I was Ryder was coming with me to uh, investigate the magical essence that I detected. Okay. Um, so did y'all both want to? Well, I will say that as you as you kind of look over the the point where the magic is coming from, uh, as you as you look, you do see. It looks to be like a pickaxe on the ground here in this in this 
small what looks to be a mining tunnel that's begun to start being dug um and you feel the magical essence coming from within the within the wall where the the in the direction that the tunnel was being dug um, okay about a foot or so into the wall one foot okay yeah i would be able to detect that um it says it can penetrate uh one foot of stone one inch of metal yeah and this would be considered stone so okay um right or there's in here it's it's past that wall right there you think maybe we could get someone to give that uh that pickaxe a swing maybe and see what's behind this wall yeah i mean i may I, i'll give it a shot uh, i mean sure Okay. It's right there. Go ahead and make a swing if you like uh, a rider. Make a strength check. Making a swing. That's uh, nine. Nine? Okay. You... Ting! Just a little bit of rock chips off. Uh, I do it again. Ching! A little bit more rock chips off. I just keep going at it. Alright, do you want to just dig through it to try to get to the item? Yes. Okay. At this rate, it'll take you about an hour to dig through it. That's uh, fine. Okay. Hey, um... Parker? Okay, sorry, I was AFK what happened. <laughs> It's all good. Sure. We need your muscles. Uh, okay, what's up? I found a, something magical in this wall here. I need you to swing this pickaxe. Rider's weak. No offense, Rider. Hey, hey man, no, come okay. on. No, let's just let, let the lady do it. I mean, she's she's stronger than you. Let's just be honest. Try. It's gonna take an. It literally work. will take an hour if Ryder does this. I need you to swing this pickaxe. All right, I'll do my best. I will swing the pickaxe. All right. Um, so as you begin to get to work on the wall, go ahead and make a, just a strength check for me, please. No, you do it. <laughs> That's it. gonna be a. What's your strength? Plus two or three? No, per strength is that's plus two, but a strength check, yeah, plus two. So, okay. Um, so you begin now. You take the pickaxe and you swing down, and um, you knock a fairly sizable chunk off the wall. Probably a chunk, maybe the size of like a baseball or so, with the with your first swing. You'll probably get through quicker than Ryder would have. Um, take you about 15 minutes to dig through to where Seymour is telling you that the object is in, in the wall. It's right there. Um, I can feel the magical essence getting stronger, I'm assuming, as the wall yes. gets thinner. As you, as you continue to swing and hit the wall and more and more chunks of, more and more chunks of, uh, stone begin to fall to the ground there, um, 
after about 10 15 minutes swinging the pickaxe you swing again and then you hear a it feels like you hit something that might be made out of might be made out of like wood or something solid that is maybe hollow or definitely not stone of dig around it using the pickaxe to kind of chip the rock away from around it um, and you discover what looks to be a very small what looks to be almost like a jewelry box that has actually been and now you and now you you notice this Seymour it looks like someone has actually used magic here to mold the earth around this small jewelry box here in this this mine and that is where the magical essence is coming from okay is it, is it locked uh, I mean it is closed um, it doesn't look up here to have a locking mechanism on it do you want me to check it for traps mate eh, might be a good idea I will check it for traps okay. make an investigation check Wow. Investigation is an 11. An 11? Does not appear to be trapped. It's not trapped. Okay, back up, back up, back up. I'll cast Back Mage up, Hand. Terry. Back up. What you, what you were doing, Terry? What you were doing, oh, Jay, Terry? Terry. <laughs> Sorry, I, I couldn't resist. <laughs> Open it. What is in it? You open it. Looks to be a ruby pendant of some sort. Ruby pendant. Yes, I will show it to you here. Give me just a second. Ah, clicked the wrong button. Hold on. If she knows where that is, she gets a gold star. Sorry. Sorry. What? <laughs> I'm... He's pushing his push to talk, probably talking to somebody else. Yeah, I was. Sorry. Yeah, that's fine. I was trying to say something to somebody else and push the talk button because I have to All push right. the talk. Should be in your, should be in your, uh, should be there in your... I see it. Neat. Well, this definitely seems like it's worth something. I can't quite uh, tell what it is yet, but maybe once we get back to town, I can uh, use a spell to, to identify it. While that's going on, I want to loot this random guy over here too. See if there's anything on him. There's nothing on him. Poor gal. Nothing on him. Just, just the body of a miner, just wearing tatters, um, just covered in what is now congealing and drying blood. Neck or no neck? No neck. Oh, well, neck, yes. Throat, no. Ah. Half neck. 
Dang, I was gonna loot the throat. Oh well. Path neck. Well, I guess now the question is, do we wanna do we wanna sleep down here or try to make our way out? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm down to go. I think we uh, should try to get out of here. Yeah. I think we, whatever caused all that death and destruction outside, I think we probably took care of it, considering how many bodies we passed on the way here. I mean, where did these guys come from, Mizimo? It's a great question. There could be more. Uh, <laughs> Fang. Yes. Make a. Just say a history check. Make a history check. Noted. Can I make a history check? Because I'm smart. Sure. This is really more Fang's area of expertise. Yeah. Yeah, but not necessarily books about monsters <laughs> and such. <laughs> you do read books, but your books um... kind of skew towards the magical end of things, not necessarily sure. the monsters and vampires end of things. Just for... For calculations sake, do, do I still have any boosts going for any checks or whatever from like, was it Prozac? Mm-mm. That was for negative. saving throws. And attacks. Okay. Unless you're Neither. in the book. Um, and the only thing I ever had was wisdom stuff. I have a 10 base rating. No mods. You rolled a 10? I rolled a 10. Okay. Um, so... Based on that roll, um, things you could, things you're able to remember is uh, these were definitely young, very uh, young or new vampires. Um, the transformation to vampire is very um, can be very brutal and jarring for some. Um, some some folks who whose bodies can't handle the transformation. Um, end up turning into what these are, which is vampire spawn, um, and not fully intelligent vampires anymore. Uh, end up just becoming uh, mindless, or not necessarily mindless, but more instinct-driven beasts uh, than what your typical vampire would be. Um, but you do also know that these don't just come from nowhere. That's true. They do end up getting turned from something. Well, I mean, does that mean there's more? I don't understand. There may be more, but... All we can do right now is be on the lookout. They might be in this place for a reason. They might have just stumbled across this to be a hideaway. Uh, Momo might want to be on the lookout for a more intelligent, higher vampire. Where did this tunnel keep going on anymore? Oh. Hey, you know what? Somebody's. Oh, they're pretty good. Oh, wow. 
Um, I will say this, uh, Fang, uh, and and you as well, Parker. Um, after this fight, you're both feeling weakened. You definitely are not. You're definitely not feeling like you're at 100% per se. Because, because technically you're not. But you just you're not. You're feeling very. You're feeling very weak, and it's. You just feel like your breaths are kind of shallow and it's harder to it's just harder to put effort into things than it normally would be just not feeling like you're all there right okay we noticed that like immediately yeah i mean as soon like during the fight like you you can pretty safely assume that especially from feeling when these vampires like bit into you uh, also, you. I guess you got bit as well, Ryder, didn't you? Um, you're de you definitely feel... Yeah, I did get hit. You definitely, f you know, you're feeling... Like, you definitely felt like part of your life force kind of be drained by these creatures as they were as they were biting into you and kind of feeding off of your, off of your life force there, and you definitely are feeling that effect. So what what are we what are we doing, folks? Are we resting here? Or are we trudging our way out? Well, I mean, I'd love to leave, but if we haven't finished everything off, then we can't leave. Cause, I mean, Seymour said we're not leaving until we get them all. Well, does this down further? Does the? I don't think it does. I mean, is there an exit or a further? No, this is a uh, this is the end of this mine shaft. Um, there are multiples there are multiple spots here that look like they're about they're being dug to create more mine shafts and tunnels. You know, eastward from this area, but um, other than that, there doesn't appear to be an exit or a tunnel in, to the east of you. Well, I think we pretty much. Abolished the, the the evil that was here. Now that doesn't mean that there aren't more. Like Fang said, there definitely could be more. And of higher intelligence, because these did seem pretty feral in nature. So I think we should just keep a lookout. But I'm I'm definitely okay with. I feel okay with leaving because I feel like these creatures were the ones that caused all this death around these mines. Right, because I mean, the stories, the stories say that, like, vampires are sophisticated and, you know, they live in a castle and they've got a dungeon and they don't live in a damp, dank cave. Most times that is true. Not everyone can handle the transformation process. You get these. So you're saying that these probably are like the outcasts, the ones that went feral and didn't make the turn properly? And so the, the person that made them, born them, birthed them, whatever word you want to use, they're sitting high and pretty in their tower? I mean, I mean, they might be in Craghead, isn't that close? Heck, they could be in Western, that's close too. Possibly. It's possible, yeah. 
That's a good point. Either way, I say if Seymour thinks it's okay, then we should start to head out. Oh yeah, no, for sure. I'm with Seymour. Seymour's leading the charge on this one. Yeah, I feel pretty good about what we've done today. We've accomplished a lot, and thank you all for kind of making the detour with me, because I know we were kind of on a mission, um, but this felt kind of important, being that it's so close to home for me. Anytime, Seymour. Agreed. We're always here to help. I think it's a good call. We weren't exactly prepared for this fight, but next time, I think we'll have it better. So, I guess we'll try to start making our way out of here. I have no idea. What, well, I mean, I'm pretty smart. I might have an idea of what time it might be, but I, we haven't seen the sun in a few Ooh. hours. <laughs> uh, let me think. I don't have uh, a key in mind. It was, was mid-morning. It was mid-morning um, when you guys made it to the Murdoon Mines. Um, so you're probably looking at about this point you're probably looking to looking at about uh, mid to late afternoon maybe 4 or 5 p.m. somewhere in the evening okay I, it's, I feel like it's been a while but I'm okay to sleep if you guys want to sleep in here but I know Bozik's ready to get out of here I'm perfectly yeah. fine with trying to get out too well don't forget Adair and Larkel are out there as well. That's true. Larkel is waiting for us, but Adair, remember, she went to Western. Adair took Larkel with her, or at oh, least she said she was. At least she said that's what she was going to do. They, okay. Well, they they both went to Western with the with the dwarfs that we saved. Sorry, I forgot they went to Western. You guys want to get out of here? Yeah, yeah, mate. I, I say let's get out of here. Let's at least see the sun for a minute. Yeah, worst comes to worst, if it's too late, we just go back into the cave a little bit and we rest. Let's do that. Yeah, I mean, or we can make it back to our camp that we made the other night. Maybe I could finish that hole. <laughs> all right so you guys begin to make your way um back towards the did you all want to head towards the towards the mine entrance or you wanted to head out back the way you came in well the mine entrance was blocked wasn't it, it was caved in mm -hmm. yeah We should probably go the way we came. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you guys um, make your way back through. Um, you get back to the central chamber there of the of the mines, and you make the left to head back eastward towards the um, the abandoned mining tunnel there. find the the wooden barricade that had been placed before that you all had dug under previously make your way back on back underneath it and through um, back across the bridge 
kind of down, begin to walk downstream a bit. Um, and as you do so, um, you hear very briefly up ahead what sounds like a, what sounds like a kind of a shuffling and a, and some faint like guttural noises. Um, and as you hear them, you kind of look and you see sitting at the river ahead of you, what looks to be a single small kobold kind of kneeling down kind of kind of uh over the over the river and looks to be drinking water and has sat up and has noticed all of you walking towards it and instantly just goes ah! and then runs back into the cavern and you just hear you just hear screaming in kobold back down the tunnels um apparently this kobold has recognized your group and is uh going to inform the other kobolds of you know not what i don't think any of you speak kobold nay um so you're welcome to continue forward um if you so desire yeah okay i'll continue forward and you go into the into the tunnel there where you originally um, where you originally had your first run in in this cavern system with the kobolds and you begin to see now the once again the tunnel pathways that have been dug through the uh, that have been dug through the this specific tunnel um, and as you pass by you hear you hear very faint whispers and like you hear like <laughs> guys passing very quiet noise and every now and then you'll hear some scuffling or something coming from within the tunnels but as you pass through you get the idea that they remember you from earlier and aren't interested in uh in having another run-in where you slaughter half of their half of their tribe so um, you make your way back through the main their main camp there um back through the tunnel interestingly enough as you begin to approach the entrance um, to this cavern uh, where you had originally seen the alcove and the hermit um, the alcove is still there but the hermit is gone um, you continue out you make your way uh, to the cavern entrance and notice that um, it is getting a bit it is be getting a bit later in the afternoon um, the sun is kind of beginning to go uh, go go down there and um, it has you see coming from the you're facing south coming from the east no, coming from the west, sorry. Coming from the west towards the east, um, you see what looks to be snow clouds rolling in uh, once again over this area. And you can feel the air once again, the chill of the cold air that now winter is starting to roll in in earnest. 
Yeah, that's what I was afraid of. Do you guys think we should set up camp closer or a little further into the cave? We certainly could take refuge in the in the cave tonight and just rest and then make the trek back to Western tomorrow morning. Agreed. You mean, you mean where we can't see, like, the sun of the moon? Oh, okay. It's going to be pretty cold tonight, from what I can see. Yeah, we should probably stay close together. Zero? Yeah, I think we should stay. That'd be a smart idea. Do we have any wood for fire? We'll need it to keep warm and keep those dag blasted things away. Well, we could head back maybe to towards that alcove. I didn't see the hermit though, which is odd. Um, but I'm, I'm, I mean, he has some probably some wood that we could burn. We could use the makeshift stakes that I passed out earlier. Could possibly gather some wood before we go back in as well. You guys still have you guys still have um, probably a couple hours before the storm before the snowstorm hits. Um, How you would, far you would, is like the closest thing of trees to us? The tree line from where you're at it's not too far out. It might it's maybe a mile from where you're a, a mile oh. out from where you are currently. It's not it's not terribly far. Yeah, maybe a couple couple of us could go grab some. Uh, some wood so we'll have a fire because the storm might get really bad. Maybe what if we're stuck? Good point. Yeah, that's a really good idea, Bozek. Well, I'll need help if, if somebody wants to go with me or a few people. Sure, I'll go with you. Anyone else? I'll come. So we've got uh, Bozik, Fang, and Parker going to catch some firewood. It's hard to catch. Well, no, so you try. Depends we on can how good your cat is. <laughs> um, how fast is the wood? So yeah, so you all uh, begin to make your way out towards the out towards the tree line there. Of the uh, of the the edge of the bramble wood um, that you're on now here, just on this side of uh, on this side of the Merdoon mines. Um, it, the rest of you who are not searching for firewood, anything you all would like to do? Uh, Zira, uh, Ryder, Seymour. Mm. Um. I'll head back to the alcove where the hermit was. It's not too, too far in, I don't think, but it's a good spot to kind of set up camp. But I'll just kind of, I don't know, make it comfortable for everybody, and then I'll sit down and start to read a little bit, and I want to... Um, I can't really do anything with it, but I want to at least look through this scroll just to kind of look at it and glean as much as I can from it. Um, that's about it. Which scroll was that? That's uh, it's the Lehman's Tiny Hut scroll. I can't, gotcha. I can't 
learn it yet because I need the paper. Yeah. But I just want to look at it. Okay. I'm going to follow him and just help move some twigs and stuff and try to make a nice, comfortable area with him. All right. And Ryder, what are you up to? Do we have Ryder? Ryder, hello? Ryder! We'll just assume he's off somewhere self-grooming or something. Looking <laughs> um, his wounds. Yeah. So, um... I won't make you guys check to get firewood. It's not that hard to find. Um, <laughs> um, you guys are able to collect some some decent amounts of firewood. Um, is there anything else you guys wanted to do while out there, or what? No, not really. Are we near my hole? No. Never mind. Your hole is probably a good probably a good four or five miles back up the road the other direction. Gotcha. Alright. Well, you guys collect some firewood and you begin to head back um, towards the cavern entrance. Um, you do make your way back and you're able to Quickly build the fire for the evening, um, and as soon as you guys get back from your from your trek, um, you can see now the clouds are nearly overhead and the sun is beginning to set, um, and you can see the first bits of that soft snowfall begin. Um, and judging by the clouds, uh, what will eventually turn into pretty heavy snowfall for the for the night. Um, you'll make your way into the cavern, begin to set up your fire. Um, is there anything any of you would like to do before you bed down for the evening, or any any uh, any processes or anything like that that you guys want to have done? Since Parker is just feeling a lot weaker, she's just gonna immediately lay down as soon as she can. Yeah. Yeah, Ryder's just going to lay down and, and go to sleep. I'm not feeling myself. Okay. Throughout uh, all the time in the mines, did, I, did Bozak see any mushrooms? I don't remember if you had addressed that already or not. Um, I don't believe he did. Okay. No, I don't well, think he so. Wouldn't, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't spend time looking for him now, yeah. then? Yeah, I don't believe he did. As as Seymour sees kind of everyone start to fall asleep a little bit and rest, I will take ten minutes to uh, ritually cast identify on um, the ruby pendant. Okay. I forgot that I had that pearl. <laughs> it's in my inventory. You do have it. You spent quite a bit of money on it. Alrighty, let me go ahead and do this. This goes here. 
There it is. Yours for the reading. Thank you. Alright, anything else? Snoring. Sleeping. Dreaming. Only some of you. But we'll talk about that next time. That will end our session for the evening. Ooh. And, uh, yeah. Woo! Yeah, yes. <laughs>